Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Zach Efron, and you're listening to The Stupid Cancer Show. I hate you both. I've hated you ever since I can remember. I hate you, and I wish you both had cancer. Cancer? Yes, in the head. <laughs> Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Hello there, children. Hey, hey, kids. <laughs> People seem to like me because I am polite and I'm rarely late. And now, the hosts of the Stupid Cancer Show, Lisa Bernhard and Matthew Zachary. Woohoo! Monday, April 18th, Zeitgeist. Happy Passover, my friends, and welcome to the Stupid Cancer Show. Gesundheit. Yes. Achu, Mishpucha. Um, I don't know. Gesundheit. No, that's German. No. <laughs> All right, we are the voice of young adults with cancer. I'm Matthew Zachary, a 15-year young adult survivor of brain cancer. And I'm Lisa Bernhardt, 16-year young adult breast cancer survivor, and we're your hosts for the Stupid Cancer Show. All righty, folks. Got cancer under 40? Sucks, huh? Well, get busy living because the Stupid Cancer Show is here to change the world one chemo infusion at a time. Tonight's show, Matthew, what is it? It is the OMG Summit wrap-up after a fantastic OMG Summit weekend. We have in the Survivor Spotlight Ann Kramer, young adult survivor breast cancer, all the way live from Michigan, in the house tonight. And our fabulous co-sponsors on the OMG Summit from the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, May Harrison, patient services manager of the New York City chapter, and Karen DeMiro. That, that, that right. is correct. Yes, I know. Okay, thank you. Someone get Lisa a cookie. <laughs> get me several cookies. I like cookies. Senior Divisional Patient Services Manager at the Long Island Chapter of the Fabulous Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, Matthew. Alrighty, folks. As a reminder, this broadcast is a production of the I'm Too Young for This Cancer Foundation online at stupidcancer.com. We help young adults fight cancer every day and are bringing the cause of cancer under 40 to the national spotlight where it belongs because... It's not okay. That's not okay. 70, not okay. Not okay. Did I say it's not okay? That's 70,000. 70,000 young adults are diagnosed with cancer every year. Alrighty, so hello, my friends. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Matthew. Welcome to yet another final and exciting romp to the hay on tonight's stupid cancer show where remission is not a cure and survivorship is all that matters. All that matters. And a stupid cancer welcome to all of our first live listeners on the Blog Talk Radio Network and on iTunes. And to those of you who are watching us all the way live on Ustream. As we broadcast live from the Chemotech, our fabulous studio in downtown Manhattan. Oh, we're not yet broadcasting all the way live, but we will be. We're yes. almost there. We're working on the Ustream. Yeah. We're working on the Ustream. <laughs> all righty. Just as a reminder, folks, the Stupid Cancer Show has a live interactive chat room, which is currently on fire with over 35 people in it right now and growing. We invite you to join in the fun, connect with our friends, ask questions of our guests, and get involved. 
Wow. Get involved. And we have an insane group of friends here on the show tonight. Just an insane group of friends. It's hot in here. It it's is. It's getting hot in it's here. It's just good stuff. So take off all your clothes. I'm going to start reading the names of the people that are here in studio tonight. All right. Someone who's going to take off all, all right. the clothes today? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we haven't gotten just there yet, sure, though. Just sure, Lisa. Oh, oh boy. Okay. All right. Dory Plate in the house from Baltimore. Woo-hoo! All right. Chris Pristano. Did I say that right? Okay. Jason Blackrick Array is like to wife, Florida. Woo! The engaged couple. I'll give the applause. Both survivors. Uh, Karima Bats, the one and only Karima Bats from Ottawa, New York City. Karima. As always, Norm, James Manning, in the house, helping us out with our <laughs> broadcast production work. Can't get Norm. rid of me, can you? No, I don't want to get rid of you. I like you. You're, you're competent and talented and good looking. And I'm rusted up. And you're a brain cancer guy, so yeah. we, we, have to, we have to stay close. We're brothers. I don't, know, I don't want to be a member of this club, but... If you had to be, you'd have James Manning as a brother. Yes, I would. That yeah. me. Rachel Baylor and Alex Kipp. Friends of our board of directors, uh, douchebag Aaron, Aaron Spicer. Nice. Just because you founded this organization, you get to call somebody on the board of directors a douchebag. No, I love I Aaron Spicer. I think he Spicer. has that right, actually. I do have that right. I guess so. No, I love that. Aaron gave an amazing speech. Aaron's an amazing guy. No, Aaron gave an amazing speech on the cruise, which we'll, which we'll talk about later. Um, he actually was I2Y member number 13. Is that right? Yes. Number, we, we Lucky counted. number 13. Uh, well, yeah. So I, I've known him since, like, God, like, March or April of 07, hmm. very early on. So we, we can interplay with us. But hmm. I, I don't know if he's listening uh, to the show tonight, but I sent him a quick text message that he's, I owe him a punch to the gut. Um, <laughs> apparently he still thinks that the show starts at 9. <laughs> yeah. Me and has been starting at 8 for what, a year? Over Something a year? Like yeah, exactly. I guess he listens to the downloads. Yeah, and maybe, not, perhaps. And not live. Anyway, we love you, Aaron Spicer. You are, you are the man. And you clean up nice. He came. He came to the New York City looking like a like a, a vagabond. He did. He like he, he came in the refrigerator carton you'd think he should be living in. And then yeah, but then when he shows up in New York City after he's been here five minutes, he's totally metrosexual. No, he goes metro. He yep. goes totally <laughs> metrosexual. Who knew they were in Ohio? He's like no, the they, hair is spiked. We, we bring it out. We bring it out of them. The trim, the trim yeah. beard. It's just and it's the clothes good stuff. are all like silent. It's he's just got crazy good totally stuff. Totally going on. All right, he's just so, assimilating. So wait, I gotta yeah. count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have eight. In studio guest tonight, plus our spotlight at Kramer Hi. and uh, John Sabia, Hillside Media, uh, doing our cranking out our live stream. He's John, awesome. you did you did well, a hell of a yet. job. Mm-hmm, not yet. Oh, he's cranking out something. So. <laughs> <laughs> he did such an amazing job at the OMG Summit, though. That you, he, it's yeah. okay for him to screw up now. No, no, it's good. He's stuff. got like hours of no, no, screw no. up time. Yeah. you know, logged so, for so, all the great work he did so over I, the weekend. I have an obligation to my people. Um, because um, it is the first night of Passover, so I feel like we should put you up on a chair or something. I know, I know, I know. I, know. I want to wish my friends yeah. out there a decent Pesach. Uh, have fun giving up all the food that we like to eat as you digest dry matzah <laughs> and get constipated <laughs> like my one-year-old. Happy Passover! All right, I will yeah. say now. I will say the ceremonial prayer that welcomes in the new season that we read. Uh, that we. Well, you're really going all Jew. No, on I'm, us. Just, I'm super Jew <laughs> tonight. Super Jew. I'll even give you my Hebrew name. Maya Ziska Ben Reb Ireleib Dovid. Oy vey. Oy vey, indeed. All right, Papa, gonna... can you hear me? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I want to keep that no doubt remix of if I were a rich man. 
<laughs> no, this is actually the prayer that you, you say that welcomes in the new season, that welcomes in. You say the new year, you say that it's Baruch Atah Oh, my God. There you go. Thank you, That is the prayer to welcome in the new season. It is a good luck prayer. And Melinda Hood just asked if I'm wearing a cape. <laughs> no, he is in tights, though. <laughs> I am in tights. I am in tights. Yeah. I don't know why. Yes. yes, exactly. So, um, <laughs> I'm such a bad Jew tonight. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous trying to be a Jew tonight. I'll say it again just for my dad who's listening and my wife's in the chat room. They're going to hate me. I'm super Lewis Greenswag. Yeah, Amen. There Thank we go. you, Matthew. Right. Yes. We're all Happy Passover. Can I just say something? Speaking of bad Jew, yeah. so I'm half Jewish and half Greek Orthodox. Does that makes, automatically make, me, make you a bad makes Jew? Me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes me completely <laughs> fucked up. No. Um, so I'm half Jew, and so occasionally we would have Passover seders for my dad's family. Um, but my dad's also, he's a really bad Jew because he's all Jew. So you know how, Matthew, you would know this better than I would. For the Passover seder, you're supposed to have a bone on the table on no, a plate? No, you have, you have the... Um, God, I'm blanking on all the stuff I'm supposed to know. You read from the Haggadah, right? And you have the um, the, 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 the the tray. Someone in Jewish in the chat room, please shout out what the hell this thing is called. Because I'm being <laughs> so bad. Slide. Come on. Yeah, where's my dad? Yeah. Um, you you have uh, the the plate which has the egg, right? And the parsley and the harosa like and the and shank the bone. Shank bone. Yes, the shank so bone. So we didn't have a shank bone, but my dad writes and directs commercials, and he was doing commercials for Hearts Mountain Pet Products. Oh. And- so we had a dog chew bone. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. We had a big white dog chew bone that was on our Passover That's Seder fantastic. table. That's yeah. fantastic. It's called the Seder plate. There Seder plate. Bad Seder Jews. Plate, yes. Very bad yes, Jews. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> anyway, Passover is the celebration of, um, of getting what? freed from the, the slaves are freed from right. Ramses, Charlton Heston style. Yep. As only Technicolor can do. Yeah, free mm-hmm. from Yul Brenner. Yes, free from Yul Brenner's <laughs> crazy pointy shoes from the King and I. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's our exodus from Egypt. Moses part of the Red Sea, and they had to leave. Excuse me, had to leave Egypt so quickly that bread couldn't rise, <laughs> so they had to take this flat, crappy, disgusting, tasteless, saltless, eggless, fruitless, grossless <laughs> cardboard, cardboard, <laughs> and eat that in the desert. But then God said, "Wait." That stuff's disgusting. Here's some mana. And then food fell from the heavens, and the guys said, you know, we should still keep eating this anyway. Hmm. So the matzah stayed, even though they had the mana from heaven. And then they all went into the garment district. Yes. <laughs> or the diamond district. The diamond, diamond district. Yeah. And lived happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, happy Passover. I will be celebrating uh, Seder tomorrow night with my, my family. Tonight you had Chinese food. Like had, another good no, that's New the York thing. Jew tradition. But honestly, you know, yeah, white rice, bad on Passover, but chicken, yeah. Jews and chicken. <laughs> Jews and chicken. Yep. Good stuff. Can't go All wrong. Right. Anyway. Oh, God. Anyway, what the hell's going on? What the hell? How was your weekend? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> what were you up to this weekend? I was, uh, hmm, I did something. I can't recall now. Um, I missed the Cancer-tastic cruise to nowhere, though, Saturday night as part of the OMG Summit. But, yeah. boy, those photos looked amazing. Why were you not on that cruise? Because I had to go back to the boonies where I live. Don't, you, don't your parents have an apartment here in the city? Don't spread that around. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go be with my loved one. She should have come on the cruise, too. I know. But, you know. We had to, you know, I had I was at the Friday night cocktail party, yes, though. Yes, that went well. Yeah. 
That so, went really well. So we have 47 people in the but chat room now. But can I say now. one more thing about the cruise? I know, it's crazy. Yeah. Can I say one more thing about the cruise that I did not attend? John Sabia, who's still currently working on the live stream, <laughs> still doesn't have it worked out yet. The man break dances, and there's an unbelievable like action shot of yeah, him spinning on it's, his head. It's good. It's, it's quality. It's like quality material. craziness. Yeah. Craziness. He knows how to bring the 80s way back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that we breaking? <laughs> a little like pop and lock. Yeah, the pop and lock in the eighties, exactly. You, you have yeah. to spin on like a refrigerator cardboard box because otherwise your head would scrape on the sidewalk. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's actually a photo of you doing. Oh, too bad we don't have the live stream. But you're not quite. No, I'm doing the I'm doing the MC Hammer crab dance. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Sean Shapiro oh. put me up to it. He's like, we're doing the MC Hammer crab dance. We've got it. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, we have video. Oh, J- Jason <laughs> no, no, we have video of me doing the crab yeah. dance. It was it was interesting. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll post it online. I, I am oh, yeah. so, i got to tell you something. I very rare, I'm my own worst critic. First of all, I'm an artist, so I'm inherently my own worst You're critic as a musician. Mm-hmm. But I am always looking for the flaws, always trying to find what could have gone better. This weekend was perfect. It was, it was. With the only exception being something we had no control over, which is the wrath of God. Oh, the rain. Yes. The tornado <laughs> that nearly <laughs> sank Manhattan, Jake Gyllenhaal style. <laughs> or George Clooney, Perfect Storm style. Just in time for the boat cruise, right. <laughs> right. Man, oh, that was man. not fun getting there. We, we we had 250 people confirmed for the cruise, and only 171 came. Is that right? So mm-hmm. we're giving, we, we are forgiving the refunds because, obviously, you know, although there were, there were four or five people that didn't heed the very obvious directions that I repeated twice. Uh, using Google Street View, yeah. Google Maps, and my voice to articulate how to get to the cruise. They went to the west side of Manhattan. Yeah. I will not name names because if they are listening, they are shivering in embarrassment as we speak. <laughs> they know who they are. They know who they are, and they went to the west side of Manhattan where there is no dock on 23rd Street. <laughs> as a matter of fact, 23rd Street and the west side is where the Titanic was supposed to port. Back in 1917. <laughs> it's an abandoned, rusty shell of the place where the Titanic was supposed to board. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, That's 23rd Street in the west side. Whew. Anyway. So, anyway, not but good. Well, i got to tell you, it was, it was amazing. It was we started amazing. out the weekend with a, um, a VIP cruise, a VIP reception uh, for some of our sponsors, our donors, our VIP guests. Uh, I don't know. 50, 60 people there. Mm-hmm. It was great. My friends from high school, Sal Spataro and Sal Diana of the Salvatones. They were awesome. They are were this awesome. extraordinarily exquisite a cappella group. But Wait, they, they were both named Sal? Yes. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sal, Diana. Sal Square. And Sal Spataro. I both went to high school with Sal yeah. Spataro. I met my first day of freshman year of high school in 1988. And Sal Dan, I met a year later, his first year of uh, 1989. So I've known these guys over 20 years. They've seen me through high school, college, cancer, um, my my ad agency days, everything. And and we reconnected on Facebook a couple of years ago. And they have and to say acapella is not even fair. They are like a. Uh, they were wa- they were walking band. It was fan- they were fantastic. Just, yeah. They were extraordinary. That's Sam Kramer, by the way. Yes. Yes. Hi. yes. Well, you can chime in early. Everyone <laughs> okay. knows you're on the show. But it was just unbelievably insane how talented they were. Um, I was impressed that nearly all the wine went. Nearly all the that food went. That should not impress no, you I know. that nearly all the wine went. No, well, I, mean, like, I always try to buy more than I think, but we had a good crowd. Mm-hmm. We had a yeah. happy crowd at the end of the day. 
We did. Um, I drank at least one bottle by myself, yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, i got to say, uh, just Friday was great, and Saturday... Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing Let, Let's officially intro Anne, just for the shits and giggles. Okay. <laughs> so, Anne, you're going to get the... Here we go, Ann. Oh, um, in case you don't know who Ann Kramer is. No, no. I, I like this is a repeat song. You're gonna yell at me for using the same song, but this go ahead. is Ann no, like exudes this. Ann just oh, exudes this. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says Ann like Huey Lewis. <laughs> the power of love, baby. <laughs> Ann Kramer took the midnight train going nowhere. Well, that's a different song because she was born and raised in South Detroit. At the age of 31, Santa was a bastard and gave Ann cancer for Christmas. A lump of coal in her stocking was stage 2 breast cancer. She immediately converted to Zen Judaism to eviscerate the demons and has since taken the cancer world by storm as the dragon tattoo lady from the OMG Cancer Summit in the house tonight. Ann Kramer. You, you rocked that house. I, so I'm, you, still, I'm like the goddess of Zen Judaism now, yes, whatever that yes. is. Oh, wow, wait, so I get to be like the leader of my own religion? I can start a cult? <laughs> you are going to First Ascent, and that should be your nickname. Zen, the, Zen, Zen Jude. The Zen Jew? Zen Jew. Awesome. That's your, I'm, hey, christening your, that I'm christening your first You awesome. are Zen Jew. All right, cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. So um, she's not going to strip down and show us the tattoo until we know we're live streaming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? we'll be the first. Do we have strip club music for that? I figure it's the first oh, time Oh, you know what? Oh, I, don't, oh. don't get me started. All right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know we got strip club music on I'm going to find that here. Where is it? Uh oh. There will be. There are plenty of pictures there posted yeah. on my Facebook page. There we go. <laughs> Once we get the U stream going, I promise. <laughs> Tonight's episode of the Stupid Cancer Show is rated NC seventeen. <laughs> it's not flashy if you don't have a nipple, Lisa. Come on, oh, you're already that's true. That's true. Good stuff. Oh God. <laughs> Actually. I, 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 have to point a, I have to point a comment in the chat room because we were playing Power Love. Scott Slater, who was um, in our yeah. video diaries, mm-hmm. he, he I wrote like Scott Slater. We're only like four years away it's from cool. 2015, which is the year Back to the Future 2 took place. Yeah. With hoverboards, flying cars, and shoes that tie themselves. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and he forgot jackets that dry themselves. That's true. And, yeah. and Jaws. Uh-huh. Eight. Three dimensional Jaws. Three dimensional. It was like yeah. Jaws eight, I yeah, think. Jaws I'm eight. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Dusticon book jackets. Yeah. Horse <laughs> almanac. Right. <laughs> I am a Back to the Future whore. I'm sorry. Yep. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Cold for Christmas, breast cancer. Yep. Yeah. It was just, uh, just two years ago. Not even. Not year even. Year and a half ago. Yeah. I was actually. It was Thursday. Was technically my one year chemoversary. That was my last day of chemo nice. last That's year in stuff. 2010. Woo. So yeah, it was like you know sitting at my desk at work. Thank you, Victoria's Secret, for making bras that stretched out that I had to adjust. Oh, what's this big lump on the left side? It's probably not cancer. You're too young for it. But let's get you checked anyway. Thank God, my yeah. doctor said that. So. Mammogram, ultrasound. As soon as I saw down the ultrasound, I said, "I think we're going to need a biopsy." So I knew what I knew what it was before they told me. Didn't cry over it, and just said, "Okay, how do we fix it?" Yep. Just yeah. fix me. I don't give a crap. My surgeon said it's not going to be pleasant. You're going to have to go through chemo and all this well, stuff. Well, you were. I don't care. <laughs> I think what's interesting about your story is we have a lot of people that were diagnosed in college. You were not in college. No. You're an adult. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, I'll be 33 tomorrow. Actually, it's oh, my birthday. Oh, birthday. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll be 33. Yeah. Yeah, 33 tomorrow. So, so you obviously had a job. Yep. You had a life. Yep. You had friends and family. Yep. 
You had a whole system in place that you've been meticulously building yep. for the last decade. Mm-hmm. And then this. Yep. Tell us about that shift. Well, I basically... I was actually thinking. Now you realize I, I work in a. I work one of our corporate sponsors for OMG this year. I work at Quicken Loans. I'm a banker there, and that's a tough job because you work long freaking hours. Yeah. And I was actually contemplating. I wonder if I can work during chemo. And so many of my friends are like, "You're. This is the worst possible thing that could happen to you. Take the time off." So right. I just I went out on medical leave for nine months to get everything done. You know. So, you know. Get the chemo done. Oh, now we need a mastectomy. Okay, let's go. Let's go for a double. Double. Let's double down on it. I may as well get rid of both of them while I'm at it and rebuild. <laughs> double down on it. Was that hey. your? No, go back to that. Really, was that your choice because of what information they had given you? Or did you no, I actually, I just decided. You know what? I've been working. I, I've been a Quicken for a little over three years at that point, and uh, four years. And I had decided. I just figured. You know what? Let me focus on me. And then when I go back, you know, I turn off my. Email Blackberry in my email, so I don't have corporate email. I will not work after seven o'clock. And if a client calls me after hours, you better have a damn good reason for bothering me because I have not, I've got better things to do <laughs> than than worry about loans loans after hours. It's like call me in the office. It can wait till tomorrow. Trust me on that. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. Pretty standard. So. Um, so let's go back. I'm sorry, Doria just walked over here, and I thought she had it. She I think she has a message for us. Oh, okay. In here. What are we looking at here? Oh, there's a there's a there's a message from one of our I two wires. Yeah, um, is he here in the building? We okay. can't. No, we yeah, can't. We're, we're, it's, we're, it's unfortunate. We're, we're we are in, locked down. We're kind of in lockdown. It is a yep. prison. We are locked down. No. We're going to continue. <laughs> it is unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but we we have to do what we have to do. He I wants know. to get to Ann Kramer. Oh, yes, they, they all do. You are you are that person. <laughs> I know. Well, after with that dress that I was wearing this weekend, yeah, probably it caused a little bit more of a stir than I intended. No, you did good. Yeah, you, you did she good. Did. I know. Course, she showed off the new tat that she I got. I know. Which is yeah, fierce. When was that tat? Uh, I got it done a week ago. Oh, it's I actually fresh. got it colored in. Hot like off literally, the press. yeah, literally, I got it colored in a week ago. I said, no, no, it needs to be done in time for the summit so I can show that off. Was <laughs> yeah. that was that an impulse or you knew? No, it was no, I had been thinking about it. You know, sitting in the chemo chair and just thinking, okay, I need to do something to commemorate this. And I was thinking possibly something small, and then I said, oh, screw it, I'm go big or go home. So <laughs> I was thinking, dragon, yeah, phoenix, yeah. Jabberwocky with Alice Lane in, except nice. Alice looks like me. You know, short, spiky brown hair, and she's in right. pink, and she's in pink high heels. Yeah. Which uh, anyone who knows me knows I have a humongous fetish for. Her, so. <laughs> I only have ninety pairs. Is that wrong? <laughs> I don't think so. Should I cue up the Sex in the City music? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I will do just that. But but I have to say though, Anne's attitude of go big or go home. Anne, turn towards me so I can read what it says in your T-shirt again. Okay. Her T-shirt says in pink rhinestones. Yes, they're fake. The real ones. Tried to kill me. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yes, I'm the Polish Carrie Bradshaw from Detroit, Michigan. There Very you nice. go. <laughs> you're Zenjude. Uh, Zenjude. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That fabulous Midwestern accent that she's got. I don't have an accent. Why do people keep talking? I don't have an accent. <laughs> no, no. It's I don't not. have an accent. There's no Fine. accent. I know it. There's no accent <laughs> All right, at all. I give. I have an accent. The heck with everybody. <laughs> I can't fight it anymore. No, it's, it's a consensus. It's an accent. Trust me. It's, it's an, an accent. accent. Right, Say orange. 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 No, say I don't have an accent. I don't have an accent. <laughs> well, I got to uh, at least pasta, you know. I'll get you start saying A after everything because yeah. I live right by Canada. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, at least you don't say A. I can. I know. I do. If I go over there, I start rolling vowels like nothing doing. You say, like, like for, what, what are they like? Uh, for, the for, Tim Hortons, the I can't even do the R for thing. Sh- for sure. For sure. Like, for sure. 
you oh, know. you know, you oh, you want me to do like a Minnesotan Fargo yeah. super accent? Because yeah. I can totally do Francis McCormick yeah, like from you know, Fargo. Like yeah, you know, don't you know? Don't you know? <laughs> don't you know? Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I All right. Don't so I know really talk. <laughs> Let's get, you did change. What are you talking about? <laughs> Let's get back to her fake ones here. Oh, the fake ones. Yes, my no. Fake. So, so you went through. All right. So, tell us all the treatments. So, you had the double mastectomy and uh, well, I did and six, implants. six rounds of okay. chemo. Yep. Then I did the double mastectomy. Um, with they did the reconstruction where they put in. For those people who don't know, they basically put in like empty saline implants, and then over the course of uh, maybe six to eight weeks, they inject you. With to kind of, yeah, right. exactly, which are horribly uncomfortable. And I told people, you know, if they were hugging me when I went back, because when I went back to work, I hadn't gotten the implants in yet. And I said, don't hug me too tight. I have tits like a Barbie doll. Because they were plastic. They did. They look good, but you push them and it's like, oh, they don't squish. It's kind of creepy. Then I did radio. Oh, they, they don't squish? They do now. Oh, good. They okay. didn't before. Yeah, why? Do you want to, do you want to touch? That, that, yes. you, knew okay. where that was, you knew where that was going. <laughs> Nicely no. done, Matthew. Well, I did, the only time I got really upset, though, was with my radiation oncologist when they said, you have to deflate the right one in order for us to get the left one because we can't pull it out of the way with tape. And I said, and this guy's only like huh? 30. He's yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's only like in his 30s and I basically took it he took me into another exam room, and I kind of went off on him, and I said, so you're basically telling me for the middle of the summer I have to walk around with an A cup on one side and a C cup on another. I'm 15 pounds overweight. That's really not going to – that's not – I just I just Not ideal? So no, exactly. It wasn't have ideal. you ever been really to the it. Bronx? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I just – I basically said step back, and I said, you know what? At your age, you know, you might end up in a, you might end up in my in my position and lose a testicle. So I'll let you slide on this one, but watch what you say to somebody when you tell me yeah, you just have to deflate your boob and be lopsided for the next six weeks right. while you get irradiated. So I just you know, and then after that, I had the recon I had the I actually had the implants put in December twenty first. So okay. that my surgeon wouldn't do it before three months. So he did that, and it's it was hard because the left side looked with the radiation. I was really damaged, and I was burned really, really bad. I had about a third-degree burn under my arm. It sucked. <laughs> so you got radiation. You you had a mastectomy, but you had both radiation and chemo. Yeah, I had everything. Okay. Yeah, the doctor basically threw everything they could possibly so throw at, at me. That Even they for could. stage two? Yeah, even for, yeah, it was stage two, but, but it was because it was invasive, and it had gone into one. They took 29 of my lymph nodes. Yeah. And I, it was only in one. But I was like, can we say overkill? Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, for 29 of them. But, uh, you know, I don't, I just Cause figured, I mean, usually the normal, usually you hear, like, mm-hmm. lumpectomy and then radiate, but you had Well, this. I was hoping for a lumpectomy, but then when it, I, had, I had to go in for a mammogram after the chemo was done, like, maybe about, yeah maybe about a month, not even a month later, just like a couple of weeks, and they said there was a secondary tumor that apparently I was never told anything about right by my left nipple, and the doctor said, well, we're going to recommend that you do a mastectomy. And that that was one of the low points, like, aside from losing my eyebrows, that I almost wanted to cry at. And then I was like, I looked on the bright side and said, hey, I can make up for what puberty screwed me over for the first time. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, mastectomies can have fantastic outcomes. Yeah, exactly. You I know? think they look fabulous, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, she got them out and all over town. Yep. No, you're great. I I, I want to just I, we gotta get to the news. Bring uh, Karen and Megan. You're mm-hmm. you're here for the whole show. Okay. My my last question to you is: I, everything is through the lens of young adults. Mm-hmm. Do you feel you were treated with age equity? As in, like you mean, like even age appropriate? Yes. Not necessarily. The biggest thing was now I I don't particularly want to have kids. I never really cared about it. The only thing my oncologist said to me is you have a 40% chance of going into menopause. And that was it. My gynecologist who got me in to get the biopsy in the first place, she's a fertility specialist, and she said, do you want to save your eggs? And I said, well, 
I don't really have any male friends I can really ask for sperm to bank for embryos. I said, yeah, would you mind squeezing out a few straws? Okay, sorry about that. And uh, it was it was expensive. And because my cancer was hormonally positive, I figured if I did it, I was running a risk of it accelerating. So right. I said, the hell with it. I'll because just take the drugs my, that she exactly, would have had to use yeah, exactly. to take the eggs out. Exactly. Yeah, I least. said, I'll take my chances. But, yeah, that was I didn't feel I was it was too age-appropriate for me. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Um, so I guess at least you were given the option by a doctor who knew to ask, but it right. wasn't the doctor who probably should have known to ask in the first place. No, but I've called him out on that before. Uh, I said, I love you, but you really need to think about when you're talking to somebody under 40, you really need to think a little bit harder about how you say and what, you, what you're telling us. Good. I think more doctors need to face patients like Ann Kramer. Yes. She <laughs> calls it you, like she sees You are it. the new litmus test yeah. in med school. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's get to the news here real quick. Hello, and, uh, I'm Kent Brockman, and this is I on Cancer. Talk about some good facts, stuff man. here. Alrighty, folks, during this part of the show, we announce to our listeners a whole bunch of newsworthy programs, events, and services that we don't want you missing out on. And they're all free, and they're all just for young adults with cancer. Things like conferences, happy hours, retreats, kayaking and mountain climbing trips, finance webinars, college scholarships, bar crawls, concerts, tweet-ups, support groups, happy hours, and more. If you have some, was that enough? If you have something coming up that you'd like us to spread the word about during this part of the show, send it to us in an email at info at stupidcancer.com. Head on over to events.stupidcancer.com, your one-stop shopping calendar, shopping calendar, for all of our stupid Are you cancer. drunk again? Always. As often as possible. Stupid Cancer events nationwide and even in Canada, up near where Ann Kramer lives. Stay in the loop because something could be happening in your neck of the woods, and we certainly don't want you missing, missing out. Matthew, tell us about the forums. No, I know, I know. The uh, Stupid Cancer Forums, I just found out, crossed almost, I think, 550 members. Yay. Wow. Which is a big deal. And ever Huge. since the summit this weekend, there's like p- people piling onto it right now. I love that. Just getting c- connected. It's really amazing. Um, it is really now the online community that you have to join if you're a young adult affected by cancer. But it's also a great community if your parents are sick. If your spouse or partner or sibling is sick, mm-hmm. or if you're in your 20s or 30s with a child who is sick, mm-hmm. it is the de facto gold standard. We hope it becomes the place to go, a standard of care for anyone under 40 affected by cancer. Go to stupidcancerforums.com, one click sign up through Facebook. Yep. One click sign up. It's an incentive. That's great. And don't forget about the Stupid Cancer Street Team. Brought to you by the Stupid Cancer Army and our friends at Fancorp. This is a truly social networking with a purpose. It's free. It's easy. Win great prizes. Build our grassroots effort. And meet thousands of authentic fans from around the globe. Sign up today at stupidcancerarmy.com. And again, our, every Tuesday, tomorrow night, our partners at the Leukemia Lymphoma Society present YA Connect, a free interactive webcast each week supporting young adults affected by all cancers. That's all cancers. They may be the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, but they do this webinar with all cancers in mind, and that is awesome. Good of them not to discriminate. Yes. Check it out at lls.org slash yaconnect. And as always, be sure to register yourself with Immerman Angels, our partner in one-on-one peer matching at immermanangels.org. And check out the calendar for First Descent, the premier outdoor adventure organization for young adults with cancer, online at firstdescent.com. They host dozens of retreats and excursions each year, and lots that, of people love that Johnny Immerman and that Brad Ludd. And going next yep, month? Made, made Are you going to first I, I, believe, I believe it's your birthday, right, you said? 
my May 29th. Matthew, what? Be my birthday you. is May 29th. Yeah, you're going to be 65, right? I'm going to be 140. Oh, okay, wow, you look good. I, Anne's going to First and Sets that day. Yeah. Yep. yep. So you can go see Ann Kramer May 29th if you want to go to First and Sets, uh, firstandsets.com. And that, my friends, is, is your, your stupid, stupid cancer, cancer news. news. <laughs> Kenny's trying to chat with me in the show, and I have no ability to multitask nearly as much as I already am. <laughs> but let's bring on Meg and Kenny. Karen because they are they are the shit. They are. <laughs> All right. I hope they like that description. <laughs> yeah. I like Meg it. Meg and Karen are the shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Meg Harrison is the patient services manager for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society New York City chapter. Karen DeMero is the senior divisional patient services manager for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society out in Long Island. We have been friends for probably almost four, three, four years now. They are the inceptors of the OMG Summit. They are the original facilitators of the vision that has become what it is today. And I couldn't be prouder to have two of these patron, saint, partner, best friend, collaborating, amazing women at my side each year as part of the OMG Planning Committee. And they do some great work around town. Please welcome to the Stupid Cancer Show, Meg Harrison, Karen DeMero. They are awesome chicks. Thank you. And exhausted, probably. Can yeah, you I'm getting there. on my couch. I'm definitely <laughs> on my couch. I forgot to Under mention a blanket. Me- Meg is a new homeowner, so she gets extra props. <laughs> oh, you're so becoming an, an, an adult plus. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm aging out of the young adult movement. But I wait, still, wait until you have to do repairs. <laughs> oh, I already do. The guy upstairs left his bathtub running, and now I have. Oh, no. I had a waterbed installed, unfortunately, Oy. instead right. of. Yeah. Oh, boy. Good times. Good times. Yeah. So, so yeah, so you've been listening. down a little. What's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still on a high. Good. Um, although I, I did crash last night probably harder than I've crashed since my kids um, started sleeping through the night. Uh, I'll tell you, I said it this morning in my email, though. I woke up, I was sad. I ha- yeah. I'm having a little OMG withdrawal. Yeah. Agreed. Well, that's why we want to bring everybody all together tonight. Have a little... Uh, Celebration is just one day. No, it, pick me up one day after. That's right. But Ed, the love on Facebook has oh, been extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Everybody's friended up and commented and thumbs upping, and it's really been really been great to see. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's and awesome. I, and we we can't really say that in front of Meg and Karen because they both don't have Facebook. But we don't <laughs> oh, have it against them. We I thought they did, and I no, went looking no. for them, and I thought, wow, where are they? No, yeah, no, but no. you know what? I I signed on as my friend. I stole her ID, and I've been looking at it just so I could. Just so, so I you're, can be cool you're a lurker like you guys. at this point. Very nice. I am. You're, you're I know. I don't know Very if that's nice. allowed, I've, but you'll, I am. You'll come yeah, to the dark side. I got side on there, but I just haven't done anything with it. I'm sure. Sure, I will. Sure, I will. All right, so, Matthew. So everybody loved it. Yeah. So what was that? What was the highlight for you guys this year? What was different from years past? This is the first one that I've ever attended because I missed last year's. Yeah, you had to go on vacation. I, I know. I know. Rub it in again. But um, I couldn't get away. But but tell me how, from your perspective, the two of you, how it's evolved over the years this year compared to last and prior. So it's go ahead, go ahead, Karen. Okay, you know it's just getting bigger and bigger, and I think that as we're going along, we're figuring out the mistakes from one year to the next, and I personally felt I was able to enjoy it more this year. I mean, we had Stacy and Tammy running all our logistics, and let me tell you something, 
thank God for the two of them. Those <laughs> girls from I Planet are unbelievable. They are fantastic. They yeah. really. Oh, hope we lose. Up. Up. She's gone. Meg. Karen? Yeah, I'm here, but maybe Karen. Did Karen right. get? I think we lost Karen. We lost She'll Karen. call back in. Okay, oh, Meg. No. You're up. Uh, well, sorry, Meg. It's all you. No pressure. Yeah, I said it like a hundred times over the weekend. I just can't believe how much it's grown from an after-work program on a weeknight to now a two-day, incredibly spectacular event. It just gets better and better. And I think some of the things that were highlights for me were seeming simple but really amazing was. We listened to the feedback of our audience, and we tried to tailor it to what they were asking for, and I had so many people say that to me, like, you listen to us, and this is so much better, and I thought that was terrific. Plus, like, the logistics of everybody being at round tables and switching and always ended up at different tables with different people um, and getting to meet so many more participants this year than I ever met before and just hearing their stories and getting to talk to them, for me, that was, that was incredible. Yeah, and for the few people who may be listening to the show tonight who weren't aware or weren't at the summit, um, I, I just still, it just amazes me that, you know, somebody picks up, I met a lovely girl, Kat, uh, Catherine, who's a student at Vanderbilt University who was from Birmingham, Alabama, and she said uh, she made a weekend out of it, uh, flew up with her parents. Her brother's a student at West Point, so they got to see him, and she came on her own, you know, and another guy who came from California by himself. Um, and, uh just everybody sort of hugging and embracing and, and, and such a great, upbeat vibe. And, of course, we had uh, Dr. John LaPook from the CBS Evening News. Mm-hmm. He speaking. was great. He, he was talked terrific. about epigenetics and stand-up to cancer. Just remarkable. Totally remarkable. Hey, guys, I'm back. Sorry. Oh, hey, okay. Karen. <laughs> Karen, did you want to finish your, uh, finish your thought? Where did I leave off? I don't know where I left you. I lost you. <laughs> we she were was talking still about talking, the... even though she wasn't on. Yeah, how was your weekend, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was kind of quiet. <laughs> I was on my rain. couch the whole time. What? I was on my couch the whole time. Yeah, you know, I was just kind of hanging out. No, I don't know if I if I was speaking or just speaking to myself when I said part of the biggest thing this year was that I felt I got to enjoy the program. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I can say I, I was able to walk around. Mm-hmm. I was able to meet people. I mean, yeah, I was, I was sort of like flocked by, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but I actually got to oh, well, sit down with, <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I, I remember this, I remember, I, I asked, I only remember this because I watched the, the archives, I don't remember saying this, but apparently I asked how many people came last year, mm-hmm. and maybe a hundred people raised their hands, right. which obviously meant, you know, then I asked who was new, and like 300 people raised their hands, it was amazing, yeah. it was so amazing to meet so many people, all the names, I know all the names from Facebook, I don't know the faces, but I know mm-hmm. the names, mm-hmm. yeah. so look at the name tags coming over, having like a five minute talk with these one on one, really meaningful, Get, good right, times, right, exactly, the yeah. names that you see on Facebook, yeah. actually getting to meet everybody in person and seeing them all there, it was kind of overwhelming, yes, Um Anything that you got, and I want us also point out too, fabulous talent. I mean, I was in the um, writing seminar on Sunday, and you know some of those um, that Deborah Ludwig ran, which was great, and she asked people to sort of write uh, a few sentences to describe themselves. And then at the end of the seminar, she had some of the survivors come up and read what they had written. I was blown away. I mean, I write professionally for a living, and I thought, shit, I can't do that. I mean, they were just amazing. It was amazing talent in the room. Um, 
And anyway, they wrote it, it in like five minutes. They wrote in five they seconds. Had like five I know. Minutes to write, I know. And they then... had five minutes to write, and they did these beautiful, eloquent, moving, hilarious, you know, uh, uh, descriptions of themselves that were just absolutely wonderful. And you know, I also I agree because I was in there too, and yeah. I think that it just spoke to the whole spirit of the conference that people were willing to get up and read these things in front of everybody else because they felt comfortable doing that. And for me, that was incredible. I was like, wow. Right. They they didn't know these people at the beginning and now they're willing to share share this with them and I Absolutely. Right. Where else would you see somebody sharing things like that in front of 300 other people? Yeah. It was uh, again. I just keep going back to the fact that we had so many new people, which tells me of the 300 we had last year, and 100 came back. There's 200 people that are alumni of the OMG Summit now that are out there, having already been affected and touched and Spread moved and spreading the word about it. Mm-hmm. And next year it's going to be even better. I mean, it's just the idea of a it worked. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I right. everything goes back to Back to the Future. It's that scene when Marty first goes back with the DeLorean <laughs> and he goes to old Doc Brown in the 50s. Yep. He sees the DeLorean and he says, I finally invented something that works. The OMG Summit works. Yep. It's right. extraordinary. Well, that said, yeah. what, would, what would everybody do differently next year, do you think? Because there were some people who gave me some input as to I would like next year to see X. Right. I mean, I think what it comes down to, and I'll let Megan Karen chime in, but my first two cents are we need to do very similar to like a South by Southwest model mm-hmm. where you offer like 10 or 15 different breakout sessions that can fit maybe 20 or 30 people or 30 or 40 people, and you have no choice but to pick like five. Mm-hmm. You know, there'll be plenaries and there'll be that, but you have to pick five out of 20. Yeah. One, that, one thing I heard was a lot of people saying about like the singles in cancer yeah. seminar that Johnny and Tamika did. They They said... Dude, this could go like all day. We yeah. want more than an hour because obviously right. for those of us that are in this age group, that you know that is a big issue for us. So that they said that was one thing they just like to have right. a little bit more in depth about that too. Right. So people want multiple people want um, end of life. Mm-hmm. And they want bereavement. Mm-hmm. They want loss. They want parents, mm-hmm. which is nice. They well, also I'm, want by um, cancer diagnosis, which a number of people asked for. Right. We sure. can do just we'll these specifics if we have enough mm-hmm. people. Yeah, it'll make right. sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also heard that somebody mentioned to me that um, they actually wanted to see more panels with more actual survivors on the panels. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. to, to hear more survivors. Well, we stories. had that last year, Yeah. Mm-hmm. and they didn't want it this year. Oh. So now they want it back. Mm-hmm. All right, screw it. Yeah, well, <laughs> we also couldn't really fit it in this year. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think even though we keep, oh, sorry, I, even though we keep expanding the amount of time we have, we still we don't have enough time. It's never right. enough time. Mm-hmm. Like it's amazing. But I think the fact that everybody got to go to everything was really nice, and that was one of the comments that we had gotten before, and so that's why we shifted it. Um, but I think I agree with you, Matt, that we can probably expand that even further for people. Right, and again, we just have to. Re- give ourselves permission to not be able to help everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. And we do our best. What? I know, right? No, no. <laughs> I have to we commiserate must do everything to yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> all thanks to all people. All thanks to all people, exactly. Yep. Well, that's uh, Sharon Franz. She is all thanks to all people. Her and Beck, Becky Troop and Joanna Morales in the patient navigation. They were mm-hmm. so freaking From- awesome. Yeah. But I want to just clone them all and make sure that every person diagnosed with cancer gets the triumvirate. Our nurse on navigator. Their side. Yeah, they're yeah. amazing. 
See, I had a nurse navigator. Why did, I thought that was standard for everybody. You did? Actually, no, yeah, no, I actually no. got hooked up with the nurse navigator right wow. when I got diagnosed, and she like set all my appointments and stuff. And I'm hearing that's not normal. Like, wow. Well, you know, sucks. for breast cancer, for breast accredited I know, breast cancer, the boobs center, get all the attention. It's well, it's mandated for them, and it should right. be mandated for everybody. So Agreed. they are the model to which we all aspire. Cause, wow. You know, I think it's great. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, and actually I was talking with one of the women who was there, and she's actually a nurse, and she was saying that, you know, if she had had this, it would have been fantastic, and she would love to do it. She works with plastic surgeons, mm-hmm. so she would love to even do it with them. You know, it's just one of those things that there are so many things people don't know how to do and don't understand when they're going through any type of illness or any type of hospital care or anything. It's like, is there someone to help you? Mm-hmm. And to kind of guide you through, oh my God, talk about an angel. Yeah. You know, and the m- people with a cancer diagnosis need it more than anybody. Yeah. Well, I think and that was one of the nice things that they said, although it was a little bittersweet, I think, for some people in the audience who didn't have that. They were like, wait, I could have had that. Right. You know, yeah. and then, but the other thing that they were saying is that it doesn't end with the end of treatment, that you can still get a nurse navigator, because oftentimes, right. once you're done with treatment, that's where the it really hits the fan because you're like, oh, crap, now i got to totally. pay for all this, and now now what do I do? But so. I think this is the inherent flaw in survivorship. You're always hitting the people after the fact. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. no matter yeah. what you do, it's like, oh, I wish I had that. Oh, it would have been nice. No, mm-hmm. but So you're, I don't know, you're chasing your own tail all the time with mm-hmm. this stuff. Wouldn't it be nice if yeah. is mm-hmm. the theme of survivorship for anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we just keep having to make sure that if there's anything we can impart, to the people that come to these things, whether they can take advantage of them now, now that they know they exist but didn't, mm-hmm. or whether they can then go back to their communities or back to their doctors and make that change happen by way of being inspired and empowered mm-hmm. with the tools we give them, I think it's very challenging to understand that. Mm-hmm. And I think that well, point about what do you do after treatment, I mean, again, I go back to this this young woman that I was saying this to Catherine, and I'm sorry I can't remember, remember your last name, Catherine, you were at the summit um, from from Alabama, how also so much of the emotional fallout comes mm-hmm. after you're done with the treatment because you're sort of not taking steps and then you think, so now what? And then you've got to, you know, I said, well, what year are you at Vanderbilt? And she's like, well, that's, you know, that's a complicated question to answer because I've been totally thrown off track. So what year am I? I don't know. I mean, there's just so much there that and that extra layer of emotion just makes it all that much harder mm-hmm. to then sort of sort through the rest of the stuff in your life that you <laughs> also have to sort through. Yeah. Yeah, because so. the rest of your life doesn't, always stop when you've had cancer and so things are still happening and how do you balance all that but i i will say that i think that's part of the beauty of the summit too because there are people that are newly diagnosed or still in treatment that are able to make it and for them one to just see people in survivor and in their survivorship is incredibly powerful and hopeful but then it also you know them talking to one another and giving them tips on how to navigate and things that they can do is part of what makes it just this incredible experience. Yeah. Can I ask you guys, too, I'm just curious, cause, and, and you've probably, I'm sure, talked about this before on, on the show, but how did you both get involved in uh, LLS, and how long have you been there? Karen. Go ahead, Meg. Well, all right, okay. Um, I'm sorry, I should say, you know, Meg, Karen. <laughs> okay, how about... Both talk at the same yeah. time. Go. Yeah. Meg, you going to go? go ahead, I can go. So I... Um, have been at LLS almost five years now. So I came sort of, I used I started out my uh, professional career in cancer research at Memorial Sloan Kettering and breast cancer research, actually, as oh. a lowly research assistant plebe 
for a couple of years, but it was amazing. I worked with great people and had an incredible experience, learned a lot, but um, went left there to go to graduate school for counseling psychology and counselor education and did about 100 jobs in between. Um, one track that I had was in the culinary field, and so I was doing that for a while and came to New York to think about opening a restaurant, and I ended up working for a not-for-profit called the Careers Through Culinary Arts Program. Hmm. And my executive director there left after a few years to go be the ED at LLS, and when the position for the patient services manager came up, he called me and said, would you think about coming back to work in cancer again, and would you think about coming to work for us? So I jumped at the chance. Michael Oso was my executive director, and he's amazing. He's a great mentor, and it just um, I was thrilled to be able to work with him again, and he hired me, and that was it. Five years cool. ago, it sucked. Yeah. Wow. Karen, how about you? Dirty. Well, um, I'll be here 12 years next month. Wow. Working with LLS. And um, before I was with uh, Leukemia Lymphoma Study, I was home doing the mommy thing. Before that, I had um, worked for nine years at Bellevue. I'm a hospital administrator by training. Oh, wow. So um, I worked there for 12 years, had my kids, did a little... uh, preschool teaching and stuff because I have a background in early childhood education and uh, you know when my youngest was in first grade decided okay this is boring time to go back to work and uh, you know started we were the PSMs were only part time back then it was like 23 hours a week we were kind of like an afterthought and uh, over the past 12 years we you know the position of patient services managers become more and more integral in what the organization does, and it's basically, you know, now we handle everything that has to do with patients. I mean, you know, it's a fundraising organization, but what do we fundraise for? We fundraise for research and to be able to do programs and to educate and help advocate for all the patients that have been diagnosed. So, do you guys think think it's a big deal that Leukemia Lymphoma Society has the YA Connect now because yes. it's, it's disease agnostic. Yeah, I think I think that's partially due to this conference, to our partnership, and to mm-hmm. your leadership. And I think really putting the charge out there to lots of large organizations to say, hey, you're not paying enough attention to this group of people. They're a huge group of people, and they deserve your attention. And it can't be the attention that you show pediatrics or geriatrics. It's special, and it needs other things. And so um, I'm really proud of the organization that they heard that and they're doing things differently, but we still have a long way to go, I think. Well, Um, I would agree. Yeah. Well, on the national level, uh, you guys have Michael C. Hall, who was diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease Mm -hmm. as a spokesperson, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right, for the walk. For the walk, yeah. We'd love to get him on our show. Yeah, that's a national issue. I'm so jealous of his post-chemo curls. That's that's a Dear White Plains letter that has to be written. (laughs) Anyway, we have to talk about the cruise. Oh, my gosh. Because there has never been a cancer cruise (laughs) that I'm aware of. There always should be. I think it's a standard of care now. And didn't Meg have a Michael Jackson uh, white glove on? I, I did. Pictures. I did. That was that was given to me by the fantastic and lovely Caring Bridge ladies. Yes. Who exactly. were really the, they, they had the fun those ladies of the dance floor. They yeah. were rocking it like nobody's business. So I said it on Sunday. Our crew can party. 
Nobody gets yeah. down like Caring Bridge and LLS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I tell you, it the, was dance so floor fun. Was, the dance floor was <clears throat> the whole night. It was packed. It was full. Mm-hmm. People were. And like we said, John Sabu was doing like, you know, uh, breakdancing maneuvers. That I wouldn't great. even attempt now, yeah. Meg was obviously moonwalking with her white glove. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, I wish. No, Meg was <laughs> partying. Meg was <laughs> I had a great, great time, and I figured, you know, since I was already already drenched from the rain, it wasn't yes. that far to be drenched in sweat on the crowded dance floor, so yeah. I was <laughs> really feeling pretty. Yeah, I was so happy to get to the shower afterwards. <laughs> nice. It was a, what a great, great evening, uh, unparalleled in the annals of everything that I've experienced in 15 years. I, mm-hmm. I know that Coleman tried... An old lady breast cancer cruise like five or six years ago. Food descent raspberry. It didn't. It didn't go very yeah. well. Um, but would never have been the same. It would never have been the over same. over forty. Isn't the same. No, no way. Well, you know that you know when you get John Lapook, who's a uh, gastro and and finish that word for me. Gastroenterologist. You are drunk. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, in New York City. He's, you know, on the CBS Evening News, he's got big-time clients, so you know he's done all sorts of events all over the place, and he stands up and he's like, this is the hippest place. Yeah. <laughs> this is the hippest crowd I've ever had to address. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big Damn deal. Straight. It's a yeah. big yep. deal. Nope. Yeah. So, and then, and we, can't, we have to talk about Chris Carr, too. I was going to say, yeah. we, we have to talk about Chris Carr. Um, I was, we were commenting on this in the, uh, in the office before we started the show, and I, w- I just want to start the conversation, conversation by saying this. I believe the inherent value of Chris's story has nothing to do with what she preaches today. The inherent value of Chris's story is that she was diagnosed with an inoperable, incurable cancer that cannot be treated with traditional uh, chemotherapy and radiation. And there was nothing she could do except take ownership of the things that she could. So she decided to change her lifestyle and eat more healthfully and do the research to make her feel better about owning this and she did just that. Mm-hmm. So regardless of the fact that she didn't have chemo because she couldn't, mm-hmm. she didn't have radiation because she couldn't. Which I think she might have maybe made clearer. I don't know that she everybody. She could have made it clear. Mm-hmm. I don't know that everybody quite picked up on that. Right. That there was no protocol for her in that right, regard. Right. Exactly. She should have very, very blatantly just said, "I could not have had surgery, radiation, or chemo. Mm-hmm. I had no choice but to do what I did because it was all I could do." A triple mm-hmm. organ transplant. Yeah. She mm-hmm. Basically right. said was her, her only medical yeah. option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So, and there's certainly validity, I think, behind a lot of the nutritional <coughs> no, information that she gives out. Yes. Um, and if it can get, you know, if we're in a country that's obesity is a real issue here, mm-hmm. um, just health-wise. I mean, I think she puts out some good information. But I, I, I did hear a little bit of backlash. I mean, I, I think most people mm-hmm. thought she was phenomenal. You know, there were a few things here and there where people thought, you know, because at one point she sort of mentioned kind of not having any drugs around, and, you know, not everybody going through cancer could not have a lot of drugs around. Right. They yeah. might find, find me a natural substitute for tamoxifen, please, God. Yeah. Yeah. So beetle in Brazil. I don't, I can uh, eat. Yeah. So you couldn't quite take everything literally, but I, I agree with you, Matthew. Mm. That that yeah. her, I, I agree with your assessment of what her. So point taking was. that inherent, that inherent value of her story, which I felt she, like you said, she could have exploited a little more mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. crowd. Agreed. She's mm-hmm. too used to talking to the general public. Yeah. The mm-hmm. general public right. who enjoys being scared straight. Mm-hmm. By thinking they have to juice every morning, yep. who may or may not have had cancer, but we have to talk about how Sage Bolte grilled her. Oh, that was <laughs> fabulous! Yes. 
That was fabulous. Paige was like a dog with a bone. She wouldn't like let go. No, I she mean, wouldn't. but which right. is good. She's like, that's the best you got. No, yeah. that's not satisfactory. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, because you know it's tough. You're going through treatment, and you know, juicing is can be expensive. It's time consuming. Uh, you know, it's and it doesn't too. work for everyone. It I wanted, for everyone. I wanted bacon. I mean, I don't know about everybody else. I wanted bacon and, and fried food. I don't understand how. Let me tell you something. I ate that bacon. The... <laughs> Go ahead, Karen. No, I said <laughs> I ate that bacon. Although it was <laughs> funny you. because we did yeah. catch a, a number of the girls coming back with. Um, yeah, they all went to the that were bar. like really disgusting looking, green and mm-hmm. yeah. stuff I like that. I think so. I mean, they I think we have to also say that part of what she's she's preaching is that just to take control over something that you don't have control over so there's you can't do you can't you can't make your cancer go away by yourself you can't avoid all the doctors and all the tests and all the things that make you feel like people have totally taken over your body but this is one way where you can kind of take some of that power back and whether right. you do everything that she says or just a and few things. And that's a great message, but I do sense that it's an all-or-nothing message that she's preaching. I mean, yeah. juicing, maybe it's great, but why not have those same vegetables and not eat them? Yeah. I mean, why do you have to juice them? Right. Why can't you cook them with olive oil or whatever you mm-hmm. have in the house? Yeah. I don't know why juicing is so much better. What, what, what makes I it think, so much better? Well, I think part of it is that you get the variety of nutrients because... I think she was saying, like, not every vegetable has everything. So if you put them all together like that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, yeah, but I, juicing, yeah. but when you do your own juice because you're not pasteurizing it, it will go rancid on you within a day. And if so you, then you have to make exactly. it for each and every meal. Yeah. Every morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I like I like green smoothies, and I just, you know, because I, I hate leafy greens, I'll put them in with fruit because that way it doesn't look disgusting. It tastes decent. But, hey, I'm getting my greens down, and I and I don't even know it. It's sneaky. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, right. then I think, there's. I think, so I was going to say I think the, the, the practical message, issues. Right. I think the important message is really going back to what Matt said, mm-hmm. is that you need to be able to take control over what you can take control over. Sure. And then, you know, be able to advocate for yourself, be able to talk to the doctors, find out what the possibilities are, what can you do, what can't you do, you know, not going crazy in one direction or the other mm-hmm. just because somebody said it. I mean, it really is an individual, you know, journey for every one of these patients, and that's what they have to realize, and, you know, just controlling it, as you said, and, you know, do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And, look, if you have to buy, like, a bottle, like, I, this Naked Juice, not that I'm going to endorse it, although it would be nice if they were sponsor. Yes. Um, <laughs> Dear Naked Juice. <laughs> you know, better than getting a soda or something. Her yeah. point was, you know, sure. stay away from Burger King. I mean, I had one of their green smoothies the other day. They sell them in Starbucks. The ingredient looks good, look good to me, better than a lot of stuff that's sitting right. on shelves. Mm-hmm. If you can't go home and juice, I mean, that's a better option. But at least. James brings up the right point. She made it seem like it really wasn't all or nothing. Right. Like yeah. if you're not mm-hmm. doing everything I say. And even though she admitted she scaled back and has champagne for New Year's, mm-hmm. which is fine, <laughs> everyone has a vice, that we it can't be all or nothing. We live in a culture where it is very hard mm-hmm. to live by that strict of a rule. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Chris. I've known her since like 2005, mm-hmm. but I can't wait for her to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for her to wake up in the morning with two kids vomiting Fruit on her lips. and then juicing <laughs> kale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That might be a little tricky. No, I mean, but again, she yeah. is a for- she's a force. She's turned herself mm-hmm. into a good messaging, and it's a conversation that didn't exist until she started it for real. Sure. And she is backed by a lot of credible science. Mm-hmm. 
And I think the other thing is that, you know, it's just like any other movement, quotes, that right. you have to have somebody that's really all the way on the other end. And then you hope that people hear the message and kind of settle into their own way a little better than where they were before. Mm-hmm. And right. I think that's the hopeful message that she sends. Here's also other food for thought. I, I thought about this this morning, talking with Jess about this. Despite the fact that we live in a in a in a world now where the uh, age, well, the average uh, age ex- life, expectancy, life expectancy, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. The average life expectancy is now double what it was a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that we have all these diseases, and regardless of their causes, whether it's environmental or or, or uh, toxins or eating bad or Twinkies or whatever, we just lost hosts as, as a sponsor. Good um, <laughs> We're still living longer. Mm-hmm. And would yeah. you rather live to 80 on a bunch of meds and have a quality of life that's okay, or would you rather die at 40 eating green 100 years ago? Yeah. What were the options again? Die at 80 <laughs> with taking 20 pills a day. But, and still but, eating Twinkies. But, and doing fine. Mm-hmm. Or dying at 40 with a perfectly healthy diet, you know, uh, yeah. from 100 years ago. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it's great, but, you know, look at somebody like Lance Armstrong. That's, you know, an elite athlete does everything right. Great. I have metastatic testicular cancer. You know, I don't. It's good to eat right, but like a Happy Bunny T-shirt I saw says, you know, exercise, eat right, die anyway. So, right. <laughs> you know, do what makes you feel look good. At, I look think. at Charlie Sheen. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. no, no, <laughs> oh dear God! Nothing can kill that guy. <laughs> no, but like my father likes to quote Winston Churchill as my father's idol. Because oh, man, he told me about that. Yeah, <laughs> my father talks to inanimate objects as well. So, <laughs> oh, God bless me. my father. Hey, wait a I no, he I does. My father will talk to anybody. He was the superstar yesterday. Rockstar Lou at the summit. I gave him a big shout out yeah. at the summit. I, my yeah. um, his his role model is Winston Churchill, <laughs> mm-hmm. who was obese. The man was a hundred pounds overweight his whole life. Mm-hmm. He dro- drank, he smoked cigars, he ate like crap, mm-hmm. like yeah. bangers and mash and and yeah. fish and chips yeah. and all that mm-hmm. crappy British food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Died at ninety seven, a happy man yeah. in his sleep. Look at Keith Richards. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's not. Yeah. Let's, yeah. I'll just say I'll just say one more thing about what she said that I that resonated with me, maybe not with everybody, but she was talking about also about the way that you think about things. It's not just about your eating and drinking, but also the way that you're thinking. And I think her message about how she was treating her whole self badly and not not thinking of herself as a valuable person mm-hmm. and changing that helped put her in a better frame of mind. I don't think that it stopped her cancer, but I think it's also a a good message for a lot of us who may have dated those really bad men and done really, really bad things. <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe it's just me. I was like, oh, she's talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I will joke. say, I will say, ever since I had my, my TIA uh, in January, the one thing I was successfully able to give up and I will not miss eating or drinking for the rest of my life is soda. Mm-hmm. Regular soda or diet soda, mm-hmm. any kind of soda I have not had, except for seltzer, which is not really soda, it's water. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you something, and I never thought I'd be the person to say this because I never thought it would happen to me, but by giving up soda, whether it was the corn syrup or the uh, citric acid or the refined sugar or the the, the NutraSweet or the mm-hmm. phenylketonuria, or whatever the hell mm-hmm. is in that stuff, I've had like five out of six digestive problems go away. Ah. Jason Veronis, am I saying his name correctly? Yeah. He's in the chat room tonight. He told me the same thing at the summit. He gave up soda as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, never go back. Don't miss it. Feel better without it. I don't miss it at all. And, I got, I like, again, the, the weirdest thing is I thought I needed to be in this medicine for the rest of my life. I gave up soda. Mm-hmm. And now, like, five of six things are gone. The sixth thing's still very annoying. But yeah. the five, I can take the five that are gone, mm-hmm. and I just give up soda. 
Mm-hmm. It's a simple thing. Mm-hmm. So I want to move forward with the uh, OMG Summit. Let's talk about the future. Let's go back to the future. Let's yep. go back to the future. Ooh. Matthew. Let's you up. Um... 2012. <laughs> no, no we want to hear this no, song. we need some Elvis. We, we there we go. Song. Yeah. Classic Elvis. We just need this song right now. Right, I'm waiting for the chat room to blow up. We have Vegas, to wait for the, baby. We have to wait for the chorus. Yeah. All right. There's a thousand pretty women. Ready to go. When's the chorus? The it's coming. Yeah. One, just a two, one, two, three, four. Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! Vegas. Woo! Uh, <laughs> there we go. I'm nervous we, to go to Vegas. No, 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 no. You're nervous? Yeah, I love Why? the slots. I oh, love the it's slots. It's a personal uh, nervous. It's a personal. Yes. It's a no, cash I'm flow scared. problem. I'll never see the summit. <laughs> and I love it. We're gonna find Meg on a on a mattress <laughs> on a rooftop in the Bellagio. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're that not gonna get, we're not gonna pull an Ocean's Eleven on the Bellagio vault yeah, to get right. the money for it because <laughs> exactly. we might need to. <laughs> we'll just have to right. cut her off. She won't be able to gamble. Yeah. <laughs> Meg's going to not have any credit line at the Bellagio, right? <laughs> All my winnings go to OMG. There you go. Yay. Forget what I said completely. <laughs> you know, i got to say something. Jason, Malat, Eric Arrays are in the, uh, in the studio tonight. We had a dinner, and, and you reminded me of this, Erica. At OMG 2010 last year. A bunch of us went out to dinner at the South Street Seaport, just mm-hmm. maybe 15 or 20 of us for just for fun. And we had some drinks, we had some fun, and apparently I said something. I don't remember saying, but they reminded me of this. I raised our glasses, and I said, next year on a boat. <laughs> and this is on May 24th. And you made it happen. You made it happen. And I'm, and I'm raising my glass, I'm next year in Vegas. Yep. There's no reason we can't pull this off in Vegas, and we're going to need everyone's help. And based on the response we got from the crowd yesterday, from uh, people just want to help us raise money for this. People want this to work. Well, can we talk about what I'm planning on doing in July then that I'm going to try and do for you guys then? Yeah, sure, Ann. What do you got? Okay, because I'm all about, like I said, with Go Big, Go Home, because I have a gigantic tattoo on my back. And I, uh, I'm actually going uh, with Sean Swarner and the Cancer Climber Group, and I'm going to raise... I'm going to do a website. I'm sure Kenny and Matt will help me with it. It'll be Stupid Cancer Climbs Kilimanjaro. Nice. Just because I'm an idiot, I figure, eh, screw a little hill in the Appalachians. I'm going to climb 19,000 feet to the highest mountain in Africa. Awesome. Wow. So, and then may I not get eaten by a lion on safari because I will be so pissed off if that happens. So I'm going to put up a web page. If I breast cancer, get eaten by a lion. I know. And yeah. I told Swarner, I said, if that happens, I will haunt your ass for the rest of my given, for the rest of your <laughs> God-given life. But I'm going to do, I'm going to set up something. They want to do some fundraising for Cancer Climber, which is great. But I'm also going to do something that will raise money, especially for this now. And I'm definitely going to stump to try and get more money out of Quicken Loans. And for you guys next year, be like, you know that 10 grand that we got this year? We need to up that. Yeah. How much yeah. more, like three times. Yeah. Okay. Baby needs a new pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Baby needs a new pair of Manolos. Hell yeah. 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 Here's, here's, my, here's my question. Keynote speaker, Carrot Top or Wayne Newton? No, it has to be uh, Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Cher. Yeah. We had in the chat room somebody has, um, suggested Mike Tyson as well. Okay. <laughs> we all get the, we all have to get face, uh, face tattoos. No, God. Yes. Yeah. But I really think we can pull this off, and and um, my my fabulous vice president of operations, Mr. Kenny Kane, uh, created a website 
that we already got a tease tonight. It's not quite up and running yet, sort of, but if you go to crowdrise.com, mm-hmm. crowdrise.com forward slash OMG 2012, this is going to be the page mm-hmm. that we're going to blow out of the water mm-hmm. as we attempt to raise $50,000. Whoa. $50,000 is our goal mm-hmm. by the end of the year. To Piece use of cake. Crowdrise.com slash cake. You can start your own fundraising team. You could host your own fundraising events. All that money goes to crowdrise.com mm-hmm. forward slash OMG 2012. Mm-hmm. It will directly fund this conference. I am awesome. so excited. I'm so excited. Maybe more. Yeah. And those people who raise X amount of money, we will feature them at the summit. We will have Celine Dion sing to them. At the summit. Awesome. You just want her because she has twins. Yes, yes. she does. Ah, <laughs> I, ju- I just put it together. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Kenny said he put $150,000. Kenny's being... <laughs> okay, you know what? Fine. $150,000. Yeah, sure, why it not? just tripled within seconds. The CEO of I'm Too Young for This. 50, oh, no, 150. Okay. Yep. Wait, how about Kenny? Oh, Kenny this put into, good, Kenny. Do I hear good? I'm on it right now. now. He says the deadline to give is December 31st, 2012. The, the Earth will have already been exploded by then. Yeah, because isn't, isn't, isn't it Kenny yeah, on December 21st? Yeah, Kenny, the deadline to give has to be April 1st, 20, 2012. Yeah. Because what is the mind? December 17th? I think, I think it's December 21st, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, basically. Like 12, 21, 12. John it's like Cusack we're all will come back and yeah. kill us all. Right. Well, all right, so we have a couple of kinks to work out. Yeah. But we'll get it together. Okay. So we are planning Vegas. I am flying out there in May to meet with Dr. Sander and our team. Um, let's see if we can't drag Meg and Karen out with me um, for a, and and we, we will. Keep I've already Meg, warned you about my love. No, no, we will we will, we will handcuff you. <laughs> you will now be handcuffed. Now we're talking Vegas. Okay. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Man, but we are si- very serious. Twins. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I'm. If I can cut loose for 24 hours, and then my wife can go to the spa for a weekend, and then we can get away and leave my kids with my 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 in-laws. We're going to do it. we got to find the time to stay wow. connected to who we used to be and mm-hmm. will never be again and are sorry that that is the case. Why? <laughs> but we love our kids. And their birthday is coming up very soon. Yay, April 3rd. You'll love them more old. if you got away from them for a little while. No, and I'm away from them right now. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> <laughs> their birthday, oh, their birthday is April 30th. April 30th right. is yeah. their birthday. They're coming up on one year old. Jess is in the chair room now. So, oh uh which means that they're sleeping, which is nice. Because if nice they were not Jess. sleeping, she wouldn't be in the chat room. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, oh. this has been a great show. Great show, nine ten already. Well, we're, we're, we're sort of out of time ish. We're out of time ish. Yeah. yeah. But honestly, <laughs> recapping the the uh, VIP cocktail reception Friday night, mm. Dr. Lapook getting started, having our panels on um, late effects, families, singles, mm-hmm. nurse navigation, uh, insurance. Uh, legal and um, employment, mm-hmm. our breakouts, our writing workshops, the unconference, just the cruise, Chris Carr, mm-hmm. really amazing. I'm yeah. blown Everybody. away. Awesome. Everybody well, who took part in the, uh, we are live streaming now for the last 10 minutes of the yeah, show. Yeah, the whole show is yeah. live streaming for the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Better late than never. Yeah. Better late than never. <laughs> yep. That's right, Jess. Oh, wait, Jess just said that her parents are not going to pass up a trip to Vegas to watch the kids. Oh, come on. <laughs> so apparently my kids are coming to Vegas. <laughs> He's going to gamble young. Why not? Yeah, got him in young. Sure. The ball pit is really actually going to be like like um. Re- oh, like a like, like a roulette like, wheel. Yeah, like poker chips. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's a poker chip ball pit. 
Very nice. I have a couple of um, other ideas though, that came out of the OMG Summit that we might want to. Discuss. No one wants your opinion. No, they're not my. They're not my ideas. Good. Then. Yeah. Then they, so you should. You'll, you'll welcome them with open okay, arms. Okay. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> so somebody told me, and I think it was Mel Majaros, but I'm not positive. But I'm going to pin it on Mel Majaros anyway, because she's tough. She plays ice hockey. She could take it. Yes, yes she will. They don't. Yes. That they don't listen to. She doesn't listen to the Stupid Cancer Show live because it conflicts on Monday nights with The Bachelor. Oh. Okay. Oh. So I thought maybe we could do something on the Stupid Cancer Show that was kind of like the Bachelor. We could have our own rose ceremony. We could have, like, Stupid Bachelor, although that might be redundant with the current Bachelor. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, we could, do, we could do a kind of rose ceremony. We could set up, uh, you know, Cancer Bachelor Bachelorette. Or, and that was one thought, uh, idea. Oh, let me get the first contestant then, please. See, I knew, I knew that if I had announced it on a show with Ann Kramer that yeah. it was going to go over, that it was going to go yeah. over big. Sure. And then the other thing is, going back to Chris Carr, what I did like when she talked about exercise, it's important exercise, and she didn't get, that's where she actually got very moderate from somebody who's such an extremist. She wasn't like, oh, go pump iron and run, you know, 50 miles on the track. She said, just get up and dance for like three minutes. Right. Put some music on. So then I thought, that's something else that we could incorporate now that we have live streaming. We could do a little like Ellen DeGeneres, Mm -hmm. you know, crazy, sexy, funky, stupid, cancer, get your groove on. You know, we either make our entrance that way or we take a little... T- and then we have our entire listening community also has to get up and dance while we dance during the show. And we all get our exercise that way. Why do you want me to be Richard Simmons? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you wear the short shirt. <laughs> I am not your Richard Simmons. Oh, my Simmons. God, you in that tank top with the short, with the satin short. I was Ooh. born with that hair, though. Oh. <laughs> that would be something. I know... See, this is the thing with Matthew. He's never heard the word exercise in his entire life. No, no, no. I play <laughs> racquetball professionally. <laughs> No, I played. I was in a league from freshman year of high school till I was 24. Get out. Yeah. Get out. From 1992 to, uh, God, what was I born? To 1990, no, to 2004. From 1992 to 2004, I was in a racquetball league. We have a suggestion. Wait a minute. Playing in the PAL league doesn't count, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sorry. College. College. 96 to 04. That's eight years. I was in the league for eight years. Right? See, we have in the chat room already that um, it's suggested that Karima, be the, who's in studio tonight, be the host of the dance party. Awesome. I'm, I'm all, for that. all for that. I'm yeah. all for that. And everybody would pay to see you look like Richard Simmons. Yes. There's another comic coming nice. out of the show. Anyway, I think, a good those, fundraiser. I think yeah. the, uh, the rose ceremony, we have a little bachelor, bachelorette, all-inclusive. You know, girl, boy, ABC boy, boy, to... girl, girl. Everybody right. gets a shot at a rose ceremony. And then we have our day, and then we then we you know we can pull the viewers away from the Bachelor and have them listen live. Well, and whatever we happened to DVR? DVR the Bachelor. Yeah, I know. Don't download us later. Yeah. Download the goddamn Bachelor later. <laughs> What's on Wait a minute. Somebody has a has a fundraising idea for people to pay, and if enough people pay, Matt dresses up as Richard Simmons. All right, I can do We're that. Down. Yeah. That would be the dare. The stupid kid's the dare. That could be it. <laughs> if we if we make it to two hundred thousand. You lead the crowd as Richard Simmons. No yoga, morning calisthenics. All right, I will. I will agree to that right here, live on the air. All right, the casino. As as Kobe and Hannah are my witness. If we <laughs> if we raise two hundred thousand dollars from the crowd for OMG twenty twelve, I will Richard, Richard Simmonsize myself to scare the crap out of everybody. Come on, people, <laughs> start the bids now. Yes. <laughs> Let's get it going. Let's get the Matthew Zachary Richard Simmons crowd rise. Fundraising strategy. All right, it's nine fifteen, Matthew. We gotta go. We gotta oh, wrap got things up. Oh, we got twenty bucks already. Oh. Woo! Got John just gave me twenty bucks. Oh, there we go. <laughs> nice, John Sabia. 
All right. Put it, put it in his G-string. No. Oh. <laughs> no one needs oh. to know that. Good night, everybody. Uh, no. No one, no one needs to know. Any, things you cannot unsee. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. All right. Meg and Karen, thank you guys for being so patient, thank tolerant, you, Meg and, and understanding. Karen. We love you. We love you so much. Soon. Meg Harrison, Karen Romero, Leukemia, and Lymphoma Society. All right. Do we want to, you know, we didn't get to Ann Kramer's tattoo. Is it a little too risque or are we going to do it? You can, with you the can. Closing, with our closing remarks? What are we going to say? Close it. Scott Slater just said if he had $200,000, he'd donate it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doomed, aren't I? Yes. Yes, you are. I'm doomed. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm actually going to see if I can get, I know people who know the Detroit Red Wings. I will get that money just to see you in the short shorts. I so will do it. God. it for $200,000, I will do the short shorts. All right. <laughs> well, you know why? Because it will force me to lose weight just so I don't overly embarrass myself. Just subtly embarrass myself. You're going to be juicing like there's no tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dear Kale. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, we can, we can show the tattoo. I got no problem with that. And, of course, I have to pay my, my homage every time I see Johnny Emmerman for more than, like, a minute. Yep. We just have to cue this up. Yep. This ever moment is brought to you by Emmerman Angels. Be well, number one. Just, just an FYI, too, at the hotel that we're all staying at, the round pillows have be well written on them. Nice. Just an FYI. I was like, I saw that, and I was like, oh, my God, Johnny was here. I don't know how that happened, but he was. <laughs> oh, right. well, Here we go, folks. Uh, we are done. Rumors on the, Great uh, show. Internets. You ever seen a grown man naked? And so, to all of you, a fond farewell. Hooray, I'm helping. You are a meathead. Oh, Magoo, <laughs> you've done it again. <laughs> That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. All righty, folks. That's my line. Go ahead. All righty, folks. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night, everybody. That is tonight's show, our 181st broadcast. We hope you had as much fun as we did poking a stick at stupid cancer. Exciting and... That's you, Matt. I know. I'd like to thank our guests in studio. Dory Plate, Chris Prestano, Jason Mott, Erica Reyes, Kruber Bats, James Manning, Rachel Baller, and Alex Kipp. Our live guest, Ann Kramer, Meg Harrison, Karen DeMera from the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. All right, join us next week. We're going to be talking clinical trial myths, everybody, with Nina Seibel. She's a senior investigator of clinical investigation branch at the Cancer Therapy Evalu- Evaluation Program at the National Cancer Institute. Stephen Friedman, he's also at the National Cancer Institute, Division of Cancer Treatment and Diagnosis. Deborah Vollmer-Dalkey, she's Director of Clinical Trial Network at the Texas Life Science Foundation, and kicking it off in the Survivor Spotlight, Meredith Israel, a young adult survivor of breast cancer and a volunteer at Max Cure Foundation. All right, folks, if you missed any of our past shows, download them all for free on iTunes at itunes.stupidcancer.com or check out the archives at stupidcancershow.com. Remember, folks, if it's not stupid, it's not cancer. Live from the Chemodex. On behalf of Lisa Bernhardt, myself, and our whole team here at I2Y, have a great week. Go to bed, Ann Kramer. And go to bed, Dory. Go to bed, Dory. <laughs> All righty, folks. Good night, guys. Good night, everybody.